right, so is this where you do the intro? or uh... I, I was about to, and then I started to laugh, and then Chris started to laugh, and then it was all over. We're so professional. We're, we're professionals, <laughs> you know. Uh, joining us tonight, live from the Lennard Studios way out in uh, in California, is Blake Nichols. What? I, I lost your title, I'm sorry. I had it up in my email, and then I moved uh, away. That's no problem. So it's Blake, no Nichols, and uh, my title is Corporate Design Director. I head up the uh, California Design Studio and all the design and development for the core. Thank you, sir. I, I appreciate that. My my computer, in case you haven't noticed, runs on steam power. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime I, I click away from a window and then click back, it gives me the not responding message. It's a chugger. And so that's, that's basically where you're where your email where our email thread is from from when we were setting this up no worries no worries mike's <laughs> laptop is an etch-a-sketch it, it really <laughs> is. well that's what i call it. the ipad he has yeah. to shake it every now and again just like just to clear it all off again it really uh, sucks when you get the little ball up oh, in the top right corner doesn't it like oh my wind goodness. it all the way down oh my, my goodness my tablet is a my tablet is a real tablet i need chalk I'd say. <laughs> Are you doing all of like the uh, the kind of audio on an abacus to your right as well? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Just, we we should set this up. This would be an amazing setup just to see that '80s sound kind of setup. But um, yeah, great to have you on, Blake. It's been um, I've, I've been one. I've I've got so many questions for you. Awesome, man. So uh, yeah, I think we got a lot of cool stuff to cover. Uh, have you guys? Yeah. Are you familiar with the core? To a, Never a large extent. Never heard Never of it. Never heard of it. No, all right, all right. <laughs> I must admit, I have right, so play, many, so, so many of like the early core figures. Um, I got, I kind of went on that little binge um, when you'd see them, like you know, like in a loose um, figures, kind of just knocking about. Um, never really picked them up carded at the time, but like when I saw them kind of loose in like uh, uh, kind of like conventions and stuff, I would just keep. Like it became like a bit of an obsession to just keep kind of trawling it all in, and it was really just like the mental colours and like the insane design and like the guy with the uh, the kind of uh, uh, roller skates, kind of half roller skate tank tread type things. Yeah, um, and, and like all the crazy punk guy with like literally no clothes on, you know, like <laughs> just and I just I I just thought they were so funny. And then like when because uh, like uh, Joe a day was a, a website I used to like go on literally every day, and he started posting up core figures as well. And some of those were coming on, and I was just like, oh my god. So yes, I've I've kind of got a very unhealthy obsession with some of the early core stuff. Um, but that's that's my background anyway. Mike, what about you? Have you uh, picked up core stuff? We we were uh, we were talking about the the old school guys uh, before you came on, Blake. And and my my experience there was um, I, I I gave you guys credit for being. Uh, I mean, you you're probably familiar with Battle Force 2000 and the GI Joe line when when uh, when a lot of Joe fans uh, say that things started to come off the rails. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah. I always, I, I always gave you guys credit for having designed better Battle Force 2000 figures than the guys at Hasbro, <laughs> because they're they're very futuristic kind of designs. But you could see how there still was kind of a military background and influence to it. It's just you were you were kind of playing it out two three steps further down the line. Obviously, I'm, I'm saying you guys like you were there at the age of 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 twenty, as the you know, yeah. but but. Uh, but it, it, I've always I've always enjoyed uh, Lennard's 
design work. Uh, it's it's there's there's kind of an element of fearlessness to it. Some of them worked, some of them didn't work, uh, but you always knew what they were going for, um, and and um, you know it was just you, you always got to respect it. It's it's just it's it's really it's 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 daring. Now they've definitely been good about that over the years. Is uh, rolling the dice on things um, and sometimes not overthinking it and just trying to make it fun. Yeah. I just the colors for me. That's what drew me in. Like some of those, there was like one. There's a pink and a purple colorway. It's like pink base and then purple spots. And uh, <laughs> I was always like, "Holy! They've done this. They can do that. They're allowed to do this. This is amazing." So I've always had that uh, kind of funny like uh, attraction to it. Really. Um. Where? When did you um kind of get on board? Have you been there like the entire time, or did you get on I board was... closer to like to now? Yeah, I was actually born back in the shop uh, about 30 years ago. No. The, you were creative. You were a core figure, aren't you? Uh, yes, I was. <laughs> I was injection molded in China and then shipped over here. Now, my background is uh, product design and um, with also um, associate's degree studying and um, graphic design. And I, I came on board here about 13 years ago, doing um, coming on board as a mid-level product designer. And then over the time, I've gone up the ranks and for about the last eight, nine years, I've been the director, um, leading all the de- design and development. Um, and, you know, I've always loved action figures. I'm a hardcore action figure junkie. And, and in the last since we kind of refreshed the core and came out with the new heads maybe about eight years ago yeah really have driven to try to make the core something kind of powerful and unique yeah that that harkens to its its roots but is something uh new and different like i i feel like core is not a knockoff of gi joe and um at least now you know it's it's a new animal and um, I'm, I'm hoping people are starting to see that. Oh, totally. I mean, I've seen some of the new core figures, and in actual fact, it really caught my eye when I was going through. I can't remember what store I was in. It was probably like Target or Toys R Us, one of the two of those. Um, while because I, I live in Missouri now, and okay. so I'm, I'm I was kind of going through one of the and, I, and it caught my eye. It was the first time I'd seen the core, the new kind of. Um, design the new packaging and it really drew me over and I was like looking at it and kind of going wow I really actually quite like some of this stuff you know like I've, it's really like I don't know like some of the, the new design is just really eye-catching and I think for kids um, have you guys actually had um, much in the way of kind of market response since putting out the new stuff I mean have you, have you been able yeah, to see where yeah. the trends are I mean, we we actually are, are kicking ass right now. Nice. Um, the uh, you doing we, better than GI Joe? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's that now? Set, set the bar low. Man. Cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> now they um, we're doing really good. You know, we got a great team of designers, and um, we keep coming out with new product. You know, about every six months, and um, in fact, we're just. We just got yesterday first shots. Um, are you guys familiar with what first shots are? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
And we just got first shots of six new core figures that we've tooled. Awesome. And they were all sculpted by the Four Horsemen. Are you guys familiar with Absolutely. their work? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Kind of the, uh, they've, they've done all the stuff with Motu and the G.I. Joe fun, fun publications. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. So we're really stepping up our game on the sculpts. And these guys have new articulation. So they, um, they don't have the T-crotch anymore. They have um, a, a ball joint hip. Oh, cool. So they'll be Very the... Nice equal probably articulation to you know some of the 50th anniversary joes that's awesome so um when it comes to like sorry it's very disjointed because i've just got all excited and want to ask loads of questions but where (laughs) (laughs) going back to like the earlier years i know i know you want to talk about the new stuff but i i just want to kind of get like a good grasp on this if that's okay blake when going back to the earlier stuff um mike and i were talking before you came on about the fact that um, the core were always kind of, you know, almost relegated to a knockoff or bootleg of GI Joe, and but but without actually being one or the other of those things. I, I, I didn't. I don't know if any actual term really related to them because I mean they were sold along sometimes alongside. There was they were sold in Toys R Us uh, in the UK. I know that for you know that was there when I was um, when I was working there, and um, some of the newer um, stuff after. Uh, sorry, after the kind of crazy color scheme stuff and before R- Rise of Cobra came out. So around, I'm, I'm saying like 2005, maybe 2008, around that time, um, it, where it, where the core had gone kind of like very military, you know, and very standard issue and, and gone to try that kind of style. Um, I, I it, it kind of almost, it was, you could see it was trying to get away from the G.I. Joe um I suppose, kind of comparisons. Do you think now that you're in a position with the new stuff that you are far away enough from that to, to say that core is certainly shouldn't be regarded as a knockoff or bootleg and is something that stands on its own two feet? I, I think so, but it's a real hard taint to kind of shake um, because, you know, originally core started out, it was called gung ho. I don't know if you guys ever saw any of those, yes. but and the logo looked super like the Jejo logo. Um, and that was like 35, could have been even 40 years ago, um, before I was even born. And um, so, it, you know, it, it may have at one point been closer to some of those things that you described. Yeah. But like you said, over the years, it's really become an own brand and uh it's unique it's different it's had many different personas and now it's really the only major military action figure out there um so it's kind of the way i look at it is you know is pepsi a knockoff of coke and then what happened if they stopped selling coke Mm. um you know is pepsi always going to have to be in the shadow of coke and I hope that the fans and the consumers really start to kind of see core for what it is, which is a pretty badass universe mm. with a lot of really cool dynamic characters. That's that's almost a good uh, metaphor. It's just that Pepsi is swill. <laughs> Whereas your your toys are fun and inventive. And, and, uh, what what's great about the the core toys too, and and. Um, Whereas I, I think uh, certain larger toy companies have kind of lost sight of this, is that 
it's affordable. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you guys are in business to make money, and and you're 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 trying to sell toys to to parents and to kids and 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 what have you. You're you've all we've all got bills to pay, but you know it, it, we can we can look, go to the toy aisle and we can pick up you know a two pack of core figures for seven or eight dollars. Uh, whereas we can, or we can spend twice that much and get one Star Wars figure with five points of articulation. No, I mean, and what? When did toys stop become being these nice little uh, pocket change type of purchases? You know, now you've got to think about the investment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's about in, right. In February second, yeah. no, February thirteenth, um, yeah. <laughs> The, uh, I mean, seriously, like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you guys still buy figures. I buy way too many figures, yes. my wife would say. And, um, but <laughs> it's, you, you know, for kids, <laughs> I remember, I love turtles too. I oh, love He-Man. Yes. And the, it was like collecting cards, you know, um, you would go to the store and you'd get to find a new character, discover a new guy and you'd collect them. And it wasn't like it broke the bank if you were going to have, you know, 30 different action figures. Yeah. Um, now, you know, you buy four turtles or you buy this or that. Um, and you go without you food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have to, like, just suck on the plastic exactly. for sustenance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what I told my wife as well. I have to do this, honey. I have to do this. There's no other way. These turtles are high in vitamin B6. <laughs> <laughs> you be strong. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. And that is, and, there's a, yeah, that's a good point. Sorry, Blake, go on. No, and that's kind of what, I mean, I'm a big fan of like Kenner days and stuff. And um, I know we really strive hard to, uh, you know, keep it affordable where everybody can build out the whole universe. Um and I think what's also kind of important is we got some, I mean, we're all, the product team here are real badasses. I mean, we have, I've hired guys over the years for product background degrees, concept art degrees, uh, illustrators, and we really understand modern manufacturing techniques. And because of that, because we design these like they're actual products, um, we're able to squeeze extra functionality and features into the toy um, that, in the end, doesn't really cost anything, uh, but may give you a whole other point of articulation. For example, the new core figures we're doing, you know, we were able to get them a swivel 360 waist for pretty much free. That's amazing. Nice. That's and amazing. we we don't we won't like try to pass that along to the customer and charge them, you know, two bucks more. We're going to keep it the same price, you know? Yeah, yeah that, that's, uh, I think, when you start trying to kind of almost con the consumer is when you kind of fall short and that's where the, the problems start coming and things start coming undone. And I think that in, like, nowadays, <clears throat> you can't really keep much from the consumer because so much information is available um you know and and so easily available that you just yeah i i totally kind of agree but again like you can't you i like the fact you guys are coming from it thinking about the consumer in that 
regard rather than how much money can we get from these people it's more of how can we keep it to a point where um they can keep buying this stuff and i yeah you gotta you really have to appreciate that um it's that's a great kind of way to come at things um one other thing i wanted to mention i was just going through some of the images of the new core figures and i i mean some of the females look incredible and i love some of the designs of the kind of the hairstyles because well if you saw a picture you'd probably understand um my hair is probably three quarters of my head so i'm quite interested in the whole <laughs> in the whole he's got uh, a big he's got a big head Blake, i've got a massive so it's head not, it's not a small amount of hair <laughs> and yeah i just i just love some of the design in there they're great um could you take us through some of the uh maybe some not the processes but some of the decisions you guys made or indeed that you made when designing some of these uh characters yeah like i think you're referring to snakebite and puma we came out with those guys those girls uh about a year ago yeah and um and that was a like i want you all to appreciate like the hoops that we have to at the design <laughs> studio jump through to try to get some of this cool shit go forward um to have a female figure in the core was a fight that took maybe eight years that's incredible of constantly trying to push it forward uh you know we're passionate about the brand um but a lot of times you know uh you know non-toy people non-collectors non fans of action figures don't always get why people play with these things or collect them and so that was a real hard sell because it was just like what these are guys with guns where why is there going to be a girl in here and um so finally we were able to to do it um you know originally we wanted to have two different bodies uh but in the end we designed it to uh be one body that could uh look different with a good paint job yeah um, and, uh, I think we pulled it off. I think Snakebite and Puma don't totally have different vibes. Um, I'd agree with that. I, I think the fact that you, just that technique of having the same color on the boots as the, um, as the pants for one, and then like the, the, the different, you know, obviously the clearly different paint, uh, application then on the other figure, uh, for the same kind of situation straight away, you know, it, it, it tricks the eyes. I've always been a kind of sucker for repaints anyway. And, um, uh, yeah, I I think they're fantastic, and they in fact I think it would it would it was those figures that caught my eye initially on the pegs. Um, okay, nothing to do with boobs, I swear, um, <laughs> but they are fantastic, and no, they, they they look incredible. And like I said, the colours and the the package designs really cool. Um, and like you said, you mentioned earlier on a universe that you built around them. Could you tell us more about that universe, please? Well, like one thing we, I think that we're not selling plastic by the pound. Um, you know, what I want the consumer, this is my goal, that this has always been my driving fat force and uh, my beacon uh, as we designed the core was that, you know, maybe, uh, you know, mom has little Bobby crying in the shopping cart. They're going through the aisle to buy milk. And I want them to go have like a holy moment when they just <laughs> walk by and they see it and they go, wow, this is awesome. 
Um, because really, they're not. A lot of times, um, you get a toy because you're a good a good boy, or you get a toy. Um, and our toys are great for that too, because they don't. You know, it's not like they have to save up a ton of money to yeah. to pick up a a three buck figure. And um, so they, you know, they hopefully they're dynamic enough, they're charismatic enough that. Uh, people notice the package and they notice the character. And then when you look closer, there's actually a persona. Um, I try to believe this sound may sound cheesy, but I try to breathe life into plastic. Um, it's not cheesy. And really make you want to know who these people are and make you feel like, did I miss, is there a Saturday morning cartoon <laughs> for this? Did I miss that? Yeah. And um, so that you feel like there's a lot more there. Um, and then past that, uh, we've written some really awesome bios on all these characters that we have on our website. Um, and, uh, we've, we've put up a really, really strong core website and, um, like Puma, you know, she's the daughter of like a, a cartel boss and, um, she grew up with poisons and all kinds of stuff. Classic. She's a real badass. Yeah. And then, you know, like Snakebite is totally this hot chick in the world of guys and she is just vicious and we usually you think of the good one being nice and more like maybe lady jane or something and um but you know puma like tries to overly inflate and keep up with the guys so it's almost kind of a role reversal where the good one is actually the real nasty one and the, the bad That's one amazing. is kind of yeah you know more of the soft one that's awesome and that's something, again, like with the website, having all of the bios and the universe kind of on the website, that draws people to that. So that's another really good kind of idea. Uh, I've always felt that that was a bit lacking in um, in kind of, you know, G.I. Joe and, uh, and really other toy lines, really. I mean, uh, I suppose with not having a cartoon or comic or anything like that, I mean, is there any... Um, are there any plans for any kind of extended media beyond the actual figures and the, and the website? We, I, I hustled and hustled to get a comic book deal done about, I don't know, six years ago, right before the recession hit. Yeah. And we partnered up with devil's dues and they're the guys who did the Joe yep. comic previously. Yep. And we had a six issue story arc written up by Rick reminder who is, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, he's really like he's become pretty famous in the comic world, um, writing a lot of really like um, really new, cutting edge comic books. He's a great author, and he wrote this really neat six story arc that was going to be individual uh, issues, and then it would be a trade paperback. Uh, but the recession hit, and Devil Do got hit with a massive. Um, amount of returns i believe it was from like uh barnes and noble and it just basically kind of decimated them oh, and sucks. um the the whole thing had to end up getting canned uh, i tried to revive it about a year or two ago um and we were gonna try to put it up on the internet and um i just couldn't ever get it through corporate corporate just didn't really want to give it the time that's one of those things like i said it took us like eight years to get a girl figure yeah maybe in another eight years we'll get a comic book <laughs> so 
how how big's the actual company then, Blake? Like, um, in terms of like, uh, you know, kind of workforce and and hierarchy and all that kind of stuff. Well, you could think of us as like the A team of design, uh, <laughs> where Hasbro. Oh, hang on, were you were you arrested for a crime you didn't commit? Yeah, no, we committed not quite it. That. <laughs> yeah. No, we did it. <laughs> the uh, you know Hasbro has hundreds, thousands of people. The Empire. Uh, yeah. Our design <laughs> design studio. Yeah, we're the re- rebellion. Um, <laughs> our design studio. You know, we have about three product guys, um, and then myself. So I, I do a lot of the product design too. Um, and, uh, we got a kind of a resident engineer here and then we got about four guys in graphics. Um, so we're a pretty small staff that does, we design and develop for over 30 brands. I oh, mean, core wow. is just a small part of what we do. I was going to say, yeah, that, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Are you allowed to talk about the other brands? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have chalk brands, yes. uh, for example, uh, one of my newest inventions, uh, was nominated as toy of the year um, at one of the lar- world's largest toy fairs in Germany. That's amazing. Uh, it's called Nuremberg. Um, and uh, it's pretty neat. It's like a water balloon, dry water balloon. Right. Um, when you throw it, it looks like a little bomb. And when you throw it and it hits, it, uh, it poofs a big cloud of colored chalk. And uh, you can throw it about 400 times. No, and, no um, <laughs> and it's like, it's a, I think at retail, it's about two bucks. That's amazing. So it's a g- great price. Um, I'm putting up a, a YouTube video of how to make one in the next week or so. So you guys should uh, yeah, check well, that out totally, when it's up. Totally. So like, so in my head, I'm seeing like some pretty serious health and safety scenarios coming up here. But... <laughs> <laughs> so, is it i mean how you think too much how have you even that's amazing that is incredible so not only does it hit the son of a bitch it also sprays him in the face with chalk please tell me that's exactly how i thought in my head it tagged, it tagged him to remind best, him of his failure <laughs> not to hit son of a bitches with it or hit them in the face oh uh. Not interested then. But if you're full of like rage, maybe that's how you'll <laughs> utilize it. Oh, that's brilliant. That is the English for you. Yeah, we're just all about violence. <laughs> all about that uh, rage. <laughs> Rageful you know, people. You know that that's like one thing that we're doing. You know, another we have water gun line. We have a foam dart shooter category. Uh, we have. Uh, we did all the toys for Kong Skull Island. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, we did this killer 18-inch Kong. And um, and the say goal that, with You've got that to say that line, correctly, haven't you? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> you've got to say that right. Sorry. It's all right. We'll bleep it out. <laughs> Just leave the ong bit at the end so it actually does sound like you've said something else as well. All right. Okay. You say what you want. We'll bleep it out. <laughs> Um, you know, in that one, you know, my goal with that line was to, uh, again, breathe life into the plastic. Yeah. And, and um, but I, for there, I knew we had a lot of movie collectors that were really into kaiju, which are the giant mm. monsters, you know, universe. And it's it's a passionate world, just as, you know, Joe collectors are passionate. Um, there's a lot of guys really into those. 
um, that grew up on Godzilla movies. Absolutely. And um, so we wanted to make that, you know, collector grade, but at, you know, kid affordable prices. Yeah, I was. Uh, we got to talk a little bit on the phone last week, and I, I told you that it, it checked the Kong line checks two boxes, and that it's 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 very much more military styled, and it's got the giant monkey. So I mean, you know, two big thumbs up there. School. Um, but that's that's actually kind of what what our 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 first first look, Chris and myself, as guys who run in in the Joe collecting crowd, um, a lot of the noise that we hear. Uh, about Lenard is because of that the Kong line and and because of the the very military styled helicopters and vehicles and stuff that are in in the Kong line. Um, you got uh, a couple of pretty blatant ripoffs of your own characters there. You got your own repaints going. Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> that was purely because we actually uh, makes a lot of didn't sense. Have enough though. time. Um, we got the the license really late on that one. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and we had to uh, like develop it and get it into tooling and shipped um, super fast. Uh, so we had, because of the necessity of that, we needed to use some of our existing bodies. Oh, that's cool, man. That's why you, that's why you do all that work so you can put it to work for you later. Yep. I'm actually really impressed with how Kong looks compared to the, the figures. In terms of scale, um, because obviously the film, I, I, I actually watched it two nights ago, um, really enjoyed it, thought it was, you know, loads of fun, um, really kind of, um, kind of everything I expected, but I was, I had high expectations too, so it kind of almost met those expectations. I, I just, you know, had a, an enjoyable time and it was a really good movie to watch. But one thing that really strikes you in that film is how big Kong is. I mean, the guy is like a mountain in terms of size way and it fe- he feels way bigger than he's ever felt in on on screen in my opinion so to actually get the 18 inch kind of kong you know when 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 it first was was revealed i thought oh well you know it'll be like a li- the figure won't look that much smaller compared to that that kong but actually seeing them next to each other it's like ah yeah that kind of works was that I mean, did you guys want to go bigger, or was this one of those things where it was like, well, this is our limit with what time limit we've got, this is how we've got to go with it? Uh, that was something that, you know, um, was kind of serendipitous. Uh, several heads came together. Um, initially, because of price points, we were going to go slightly smaller. And, um, you know, we had some real key people who helped us, you know, push to get the, uh, the big size. And I think it really needed to be the big size because, you know, I love putting Dozer next to him because yeah, yeah. It, it really shows <laughs> scale. Yeah. That's another yeah, thing I want to talk to you about, but we'll, we'll park it for now. Carry on, guys. Sorry, it was about the, uh, the code names, but we'll come back to that. Okay. Yeah, he, I mean, Kong's a big fella. He, he's 18 inches if you haven't seen him in the stores. And... Um, I, I was again. I was telling you on the phone last week. Uh, I went to I went to the the Walmart up the street just to to check this stuff out because I, I hadn't had a chance to see it up close yet. Uh, and of course, budget being what it was last week, we didn't necessarily pick them up that day. But I, I wanted to to at least get a look at this stuff before we got a chance to talk to you. And um, like all I had to do to find the King Kong was was walk towards the crowd of small children. <laughs> <laughs> Who were looking like they, up at him. 
Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, he's just he's on the 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 kind of the 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 knee high shelf, and they're all just kind of there, just just looking at him, just not not saying anything, not asking questions, not even trying to touch him. They were just amazed by him. So I, I think anytime you can pull that off with a with a bunch of kids who are five to eight years old, I mean, mission accomplished, man. Yeah. That's a pretty awesome toy. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks. I'm pretty proud of him. <laughs> who who uh. Who who did the grunt work on that one? Uh, it was uh, one of my main guys who spent. Me and him did a lot of the work on that one. Uh, his name is uh, Logan, who was my uh, key counterpart on developing that. He looks nice. fantastic. He really does. Um, yeah, superb. And also, like I love the helicopter, the look on a storm strike helicopter thing. That's really awesome. The um the boat with like, all the actual creatures are in there too, which is pretty neat. Like that, what I did think um, in the actual film, the skull crawlers was so horrible. Like I thought that was when I first saw it, I could my my head didn't quite compute what my eyes was what my eyes was seeing, and I was like, how many legs does it have? I can't tell. And it just you know it's just the two, and then like this gross tail which kind of you know either floats about or sometimes acts as a, as a tripod. And it's just hideous, and yeah, and I'm just just reminded of it now, looking at the figures. It's so awesome. So you've scarred him. That's that's another. That's more points for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> now we got some really awesome uh, assets to work from. With uh, uh, ILM did the uh, character designs for that film. Yeah. Um, so we there was some really neat stuff to work with. Um, the challenges that Logan and I faced were uh, were really uh, how to get like this big furry dude <laughs> to be plastic. Yeah. Fur doesn't usually look good when sculpted into a solid material. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's yeah, like, you did. yeah, you can. You have to go either super, super detailed, or somehow what you guys did. <laughs> Somehow, what, yeah. how you managed to pull that off is beyond me because it looks really, really sick in the in the actual product pictures. It looks incredible. Well, and a lot of it, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but like even model kits that are highly detailed and are supposed to be like spot on, like uh, let's say it's a Panzer tank mm. from uh, you know a model kit you get at the hobby shop those things don't scale down well so they actually embellish and change them a little bit yeah so that they represent better when they're so tiny sure. and uh a big part of what we kind of do is uh it's riding the line between kind of realism but knowing where to embellish where to mm. make that sneer uh put that scar uh tweak that color that they may not be completely factual but they're kind of a characterization of of real world absolutely so how is how is the kong line done for you oh it's done great um it's done it's done really 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 well we're uh hopefully working on next uh another movie property that i can't really talk much awesome. about but um, it's it's really uh, I think opened up some doors for us. We'll put Excellent. the uh, we'll put the Godzilla screech in the background as you say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, kidding, that, that was where I was going with it. It was that I, we know that the you know the King Kong movie is is going to lead to a sequel and a crossover with Godzilla. 
you know, have you guys been have you guys been signed on for for that? You know, in, uh, F- no comment. Uh, yeah. Or is that what we're not commenting on? Um, that that one's farther off. Um, so that uh, is something that, um, you know, it, it's like a cross bridge that that, kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the meantime, before we get to that bridge, we're uh, we're <laughs> working on some other kind of more uh, current opportunities. That's exciting. So here's, well, here's a question, then, dude: Could we get you back on the show when that comes out as a an actual thing, just to go over that with you? Sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It'll take me and Mike maybe about four weeks to try to like organize get- a time. <laughs> Right. <laughs> schedule, right? I kept right. pushing yeah. it back, and then he got to push it back. We kept playing tag. Yeah, well, you know, well, it's it's a dance we do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out it's Ghost in the Shell, and we've only got you. You've only been given it a week before it's coming out, and we're, yeah. No, that's Quick, awesome, get toys on the shelves. Go, 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 go. I I gotta tell you, I'm really torn if I'm excited about the Ghost in the Shell movie or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's one of my favorite animes. Big time. Um, and I, I mean, I want to go back and watch it, but I don't remember it being such a big plot driver, her remembering who she is. And no, no. The first, the first animation, like the first movie, was, was like, well, they almost like ran out of money and they had to like cut the film short. Um, not like as in, you know, with no explanation of anything, but they just had to rewrite it really quickly to kind of chop it out at the end and it was it's really like a bit of a a nothing kind of plot really that whole that whole film and then standalone complex the tv series kind of went a little bit further and did more interesting things and 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 so on and that's what i think what they're doing with the film is they're mushing both of those kind of animations together, together. yeah and they're kind of there's a mixture of um uh like that first scene that is like really kind of you know uh famous where she jumps off the off the building, the building in, the, yeah. in the stealth suit um that is a mixture of the scene in the first episode of standalone complex when they raid a building full of these crazy geishas that are like mind sucking <laughs> all the information out of all these people in and and obviously the first one where she jumps off the building and shoots the guy as she's falling past and like takes all those guys out, and so it's like a, it's all like, oh, like a mishmash of those two scenes. So I can I can see it being like, yeah, I'm the same man. I'm a big fan of the whole franchise, really, and I'm I'm hoping it's going to be great. It looks fantastic, like you know, but we'll see, I suppose. Yeah, I hope it's good. I hope it's good. Um, I I can't wait to see the six legged tank. That that's a really awesome oh design. God, it is. It looks like they've gone a little bit further with it as well. In the in, there's like a little, tiny little snippet, isn't there, in the trailer, of it kind of like, you know, walking in the background and taking out bits of the wall. And I was like, oh my yeah, god, yeah, yeah, be amazing. You need to try and <laughs> you need to try and work something like that into the core line, man. Seriously, <laughs> oh, dude. Whenever we try, um, you know, one, one of our no, one of our key designers who's been working on the core for years, named Jim, uh, he uh, he's developed some really cool flying vehicles, and uh, we've we've had a lot of challenges getting those to go forward, uh, just because they're a little bit too sci-fi for sure. the uh, core world. Because a lot of people just want straight up military yeah. um 
not necessarily the uh, kids, but um, I think the kids we'd find would would like some of the more progressive vehicles with you know Call of Duty and these games they play. Yeah, the um, but we have. Stuff, yeah. yeah, totally. You know, this was like a really badass VTOL oh. um, that he had he had designed. Nice. And, in fact, he designed it twice, and they're both really awesome looking. <laughs> and um, so good, he designed it twice. <laughs> It's double. It sounds like we're setting them up for double the heartbreak. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's. I mean, it's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears go into it. I mean, it's what is it? It's seven o'clock here in Cali, and I can see him still at his desk oh, working away. Dude. Um, he's actually doing a giant submarine right now. Oh, that's that's wow. really dope. That's amazing. Um, one thing I will talk to you about, mate, in in terms of um competition i suppose um you mentioned earlier that you know you felt as as core on the shelves is kind of like the the, the kind of standalone military uh kind of toy at the moment there, there is the kind of sentinel one brand i think the toys are us own brand um of kind of military stuff which kind of has that similar vibe but it's a little bit more drab in its layout and I, i'm guessing mm-hmm. that the, the i mean I, I do have a few of the uh the, the kind of sentinel one um line like the the big hercules the um the kind of like hovercraft with the tank inside it and everything oh, the things yeah, that I thought yeah. were really quite you know really cute little awesome well awesome not cute it's not cute is it um, yeah don't say cute <laughs> I didn't what's mean wrong so. with you yeah ignore that cut that out no um, no be- beat believe that, that. Beat that believe that um I'd have preferred the other c word in that place actually <laughs> <laughs> so yes um uh, yeah and and I kind of in terms of competition do you do you feel that is a com- is competition to kind of core stuff, uh, kind of an affordable yeah, military yeah, based I mean, stuff. They, I do have to give them kudos. They do some really neat big vehicles. Mm. Um, they're not tooling for stuff is really expensive. Sure. Um, and um, you know they they, I'm not crazy about their figures or their yeah. figure art. Um, I have to agree I with you on that. S- the sculpts are pretty weak. Um, they try to give them some personality, but. I mean, really, you can see, I, you know, I live and breathe the core, so I know all the ins and outs, and I can see where they've tried to follow our formula. Sure. Um, I don't think they've tried to copy us, per se, but they definitely have kind of tried to embrace our formula. I hope you don't start a and, gang war, by the way, on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so I, I think they have some nice products in that. Um, but, again, for the core... I want it to be something more than yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. I feel like they they are where the core was when it was, you know, six years ago sure, and sure. it was just it was just soldiers. There wasn't really much uh tension, there wasn't much world building. Yeah. Um there's no depth, there there's no universe there. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome, man. Are, are there any <clears throat> are there any things um out there design wise uh for kind of military vehicles that you've seen and gone damn it i really wish i designed that you know has, has anything cropped up like that at all like kind of either you know gi joe or or any other kind of line that's out there has anything kind of cropped up you've just gone that damn that is really quality design uh not really in in that instance um but i do see stuff like titanfall the game and i'm like Shit that mech is just <laughs> off the hook you know um yeah and um so I, I see stuff like that that i would really love to try to bring into the core universe um 
but you know the vehicles are challenging um we did get some really neat opportunities in the last year though we uh did you see the uh at, we had a black friday um for 25 bucks uh giant uh we called it the beast bomber and uh chinook yes and um those were really neat vehicles yeah the- I, I go ahead chris no you might go for it mate I was gonna say I didn't I didn't see the sale no but I've seen both of those vehicles mm. and that yeah wow that's a deal yeah twenty five bucks it's, it's that, insane <laughs> that's crazy when you think about Mike put that into Joe perspective and think about what the Eagle Hawk and I don't know let's say like a, um, a conquest style kind of you know plane what would you be looking to to spend for those two items in like a convention setting like joe joecon setting well shoot i mean you don't even have to go convention setting if you just look at the the eagle hawk and the conquest or, or rather the sky striker you were already that's that's a couple of just main retail releases that were what the the sky striker was in the 40 dollar neighborhood the yeah. the eagle hawk was in the 50 dollar neighborhood yeah. um so right there you're you're doubling up and you, you're only getting one vehicle. Well, here's another thing: the the two pack Shakurs, the two pack of um, like the fiftieth. You know when you had the Sky Striker and and like I can't remember what else what it was. Um, uh, that one had the Hiss tank, yeah. So if you if you think about those two, I mean, Nick was still selling those at like a hundred plus. You know, it's like, geez, mm. like, damn son. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I I I words lose me sometimes in these moments. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, I, I think the the folks at Hasbro are, are handcuffed a little bit in terms of GI Joe because sure. I think the uh, the folks over at Skywalker Ranch still recommend remember uh, who kicked their butt back in the early '80s. Yeah, and um, so I think if if a Star Wars licensed item is priced at a certain point, I think the Joe items have to be related to it in a certain mm-hmm. degree, and so it, it's. <laughs> It's again. It's great to see that you guys can not have to worry about that stuff and just put out stuff that pe- that looks awesome and looks fun to play with and people want to buy. Um, what I had my eye on the other day too was the the Flying Fortress. Mm, and we've got, yeah. yeah, I mean we've got that that uh, the you know the enemy chopper and it's just, it that is a straight out of Thunderdome kind of vehicle. <laughs> That is awesome. It's got the you know the just the, the big segmented cockpit, and yeah. it's got the open the open bay doors, and just guns popping out of everywhere, and it just looks like there's all kinds of stuff that's shooting fire. And <laughs> you know, it, again, just, health and safety nightmare. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, sure. It's, it, we're, but you know, they're not they're not running with the bad guys because of their health plan. You know? <laughs> they're not in this for dental. For dental. <laughs> <laughs> no, the curse has a great dental plan. Well, I mean, ultimately, yeah, those guys got some. They got some powerful teeth, but and, and that's ultimately that's. I, I was. I wanted to say before that that that's. You know, GI Joe wasn't GI Joe until Cobra came along, and I mm-hmm. think you you guys finally found a, a villain for the core. And I was wondering if there was any specific process that went into what what the, what the curse was about well that was another one of those year year on year on fight to try to get villains into the core because um for a long time people didn't think it was necessary and 
I think it's a complete driving force. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it, um, in the end, it was something we were able to work with some key players and key customers who really helped champion um, the concept of bringing in bad guys and tension. And um, so we sat down as a product team and we tried to think of a neat way to do that. And, um, and uh, you know, part of it was having to utilize some existing figures and try to figure out new ways of making these guys bad guys and tell a story. And that's kind of where we came up with the nanotech um, kind of almost a super soldier serum type thing that they are injecting themselves with. Amazing. I'm like, just having this conversation, I really want to buy all these figures now. I'm probably going to go out tomorrow. You'll see a whole picture <laughs> on my Facebook page and it'll just be every core figure I could find. Hey, um, Walmart's 24 hours, Chris. Oh, don't. I'll be there. I know you um, will. In fact, I'm hey, leaving no, I'm gonna, Screw I'm this recording. The- I'm off. <laughs> I'm going to be the one guy who listens to your your sad podcast. You better go out and buy some figures today. It is pretty sad, but yeah. Well, Chris's Chris's is, Chris is not, not the Joe podcast. I'm saying, but you know, my one, Chris's podcast. <laughs> yeah, my sucky little podcast. <laughs> um, well, it's amazing. I did, I, th- I didn't think anyone was on the show today that would be able to kind of take the, the Mickey out of that, but we've somehow managed to <laughs> find somebody to do it. No. Um, <laughs> No, honestly, dude, I'm I'm really kind of it's it's weird. It's like sometimes I need the impetus to kind of buy things, and um, it's it doesn't take much. Like so it could just be like seeing an episode of something or an advert or something to just kind of spark my interest. And if it's peaked enough, if I walk past that aisle enough times, eventually I will crack. And it doesn't take much, Mike, does it? Let's face it. It does not. Having been toy shopping with you, it it. Does not. I bought the entire well, line of um, was it uh, I've gone, uh, Stargate the other day when we were at Saga Toys. So that should give you an idea of my my level. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like if we if we go to lunch somewhere, Chris will have a be a plastic cup with his drink in it. Be like, you know what's made of plastic? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just be like, I'll get the car. And, you know. It just, <laughs> so no, I mean. Yeah, I think you hit on something, and that's really important, and that um, is that moment that helps kind of push people over to embrace the brand. And um, and I think that's why Kong did really well for us, is because people really wanted to be part of that, that film. That film was an amazing movie, mm. um, and uh, to, to bring part of that home is, is a powerful thing as a collector. That's awesome, man. That's it's really cool. I'm, and to get that gig as well must have really injected you guys with like a new, I don't know, like a, a it just must have been a really good boost as well. Like just in general, no matter how good you're doing, when you get a film license come along like that, that's so kind of widespread and global. Um, that's the other thing I was going to ask you about, dude. As, as, it, as it kind of comes to me, um, where you sold in like Europe and the UK is that a nut? Do you guys do you have uh, kind of an office out in in that area, or do you just send it out there in in kind of a, a bulk load? How does that work? Uh, we we do sell over there. Uh, Smith Toys is a great um, yeah counterpart of ours over there, and um, you know we we sell pretty much in almost every country. 
we don't have the same kind of distribution that like Joe or somebody would have. Uh, or not Joe, but Hasbro. Yeah. Oh, okay, um, I was going to say, yeah. If you've, you've got a better distribution than Joe right now, mate. I'll tell you that. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I, we get out there. We have some, you know, key places like uh, Smith's. They, they are exclusively running the Kong item as well. Awesome. I really fancy some of those Kong vehicles as well now. I'm not really buzzing. And I'm definitely getting that Kong. But honestly, my whole picture tomorrow is going to be disgusting, and it's just all going to be Lannard. <laughs> well, you have to get the Kong, man. Kong oh, is awesome. Totally. I need an 18-inch Kong. Is fantastic. Kong. I've been told That's, I need I, a bigger I, Kong, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he did just get married, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I even have a spot picked out for Kong, and I, I, it's like I, I feel bad because he's not there yet. Amazing. Kong is awesome. Yeah. So, Chris, so let, me, let me ask you guys one question um, that I think is kind of interesting, and, and um, I have some views on it, but talking to some prolific Joe collectors, why do you think people are such diehard Joe people, even though they haven't really been uh, serviced um, by the manufacturer? <laughs> I'd love to get serviced by the manufacturer. <laughs> um, from, from just speaking from my point of view as a Joe collector... It's it's really a, a mixture of um, the sweet spot of when I was you know a certain age, um, mixed in with like that basically just being kind of like I was born in eighty, so I kind of I was very young when the Joe line came out, and we got Action Force in like eighty five effectively, like as in the Hasbro GI Joe stuff as Action Force, not we had Action Force before that, but you know what I mean. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. People are sleeping now. Um, but basically for me it was it was hitting that sweet spot and that for for some reason i mean my dad was in the military so there was that kind of kind of like connection i had with those toys anyway um there was the we got the vhs of the episode so we had the t- the cartoon there was a lot of like almost like i say perfect storm elements came together for me at a certain age and it hasn't left me for whatever reason it's always stayed with me and I mean, a lot of that was characterization. It was other media, and it was just you know having these really rich, diverse characters to uh, that also looked badass and and were highly articulated. So again, a perfect storm of characterization, articulation, different media, and being the perfect age when it was at its absolute peak. What about you, Mike? Um, I I think there's something to that. I, I think to, um, and, and I think this goes back to what we were just talking about a, a few minutes ago with the curse. I think that finally there there's there's just a great story to be told there. And Joe, in the 1980s, uh, GI Joe came out in, in toy stores. I was seven, so I was right in their wheelhouse. I didn't stand a chance, <laughs> e- even if. Even if I didn't like G.I. Joe, I was going to wind up with some G.I. Joes. Yeah. So, uh, now that said, um, G.I. Joe in the 80s told a great story twice. Mm. In that you had a a fantastic cartoon show that was on every day uh, and told a great story. And then you had the comic book, uh, which, which, you know, was not written for children per se. It was certainly, it was... You know, it was all ages appropriate. It wasn't written. It just wasn't written for kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so you had a couple of big hooks right there, and I think it's that that 
that central story and the fact that your your heroes are so relatable. So you've got great villains kind of driving the boat, but at the same time, you've you've got heroes that you you can you can look at the page and it's it's different than than reading Batman and saying, well, yeah, I could be Batman because anybody can be Batman. Nobody can be Batman. Batman's a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, and he's rich, you know. But but <laughs> but Snake Eyes, yeah, Snake Eyes isn't a psychopath. Mm. Snake Eyes is really good at his job, and he's he's a tortured soul, and and this that and the other thing. But you know, you could be Snake Eyes. You could be Grunt. You could be Stalker. You could be Gung Ho. I I would question your taste if you were Gung Ho. <laughs> but I was. And so, so that was the real accessibility <laughs> there. Who is the Joe with the big hair? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I was Zorana. So, <laughs> so I think Ninja Force Zartan. I was Ninja Force Zartan. <laughs> Road so, pig. So I think, Sorry, I'll stop. There, there is a bit of that. Uh, that 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 little piece of me that never grew up and said, "Hey, you know these these are these are real heroes, you know, mm-hmm. and I could be that guy." And 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 that little seven year old that's in the back of my head still still says, "Hey, I can be that guy." And in ter- I, I think in terms guys- of in terms of like, why do we like it still now while we're not being serviced effectively? Is I you know I can't I honestly cannot explain i think it's just a you know when you're almost i don't know like like mike said he he couldn't avoid it he was even if he didn't like it he would have been you know crushed by it anyway i mean it was almost like you know being bombarded for a solid amount of time to the point where it was just ingrained in your very soul and mm. then, if, you know, you get to this age, and it's not like you, you don't just shake it off. People are like, oh, I'm getting out of collecting now. And, like, three weeks later, they're back in. And it's because you never really get out of this thing. You never really get out of it. You never lose that kind of, you know, love for something. And then uh, it, does, it, it could be anything. that Something comes along down the road and, and, and is released, and it's all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, I really like that. And that, that takes me right back where I was and you know i'm 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 still in this and it doesn't ta- like i said it doesn't take much to get me involved but it you know it's it, from a personal point of view that was it for me but again like the 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 brand is still kind of chugging along in comic form the hint of a hasbro cinematic universe the you know i, I mean i'm i'm not one i'm not a fan at all of the gi joe film universe uh live action at all like i it just it destroys me from at the core just because it's so corny and bad and it's not yeah, even I like don't... it's not even a good bad movie you know sorry you, you, you're gonna say no it's just i you're right like um i mean it's a shame because it was it had potential they did a good job with transformers yeah um i mean turtles i wasn't that crazy about turtles but they still uh you know People people liked it and it, it resonated and helped keep the brand alive. Yeah. Um, but like um, Turtles is a different. I, beast. I think it was Turtles. Canning. Is, Turtles is a that, weird thing that has so many different franchises, like you know, so many different iterations of that brand, and yet it just it all it and they basically hit on that that kind of sweet spot each time, and then you know the classic line still lives on somehow. Mm. You know, and people are still into that, and it's it's kind of massive. But yeah, sorry, dude. Again, I interrupted you. Then I apologize. No, it's just I think I think it was the Channing that I don't even remember the guy, actor's name. The guy who played Duke, Channing Tatum. Um, 
Yeah, I think he ruined it for me. And um, and then the second movie, I, lo- I love The Rock. Yeah. Uh, but um, I think he helped the movie a lot. But uh, I think at that point, they had already kind of yeah. were in a swir- swerve and it was hard to kind of get it steering back right. I mean, the the fact they went for like a, an almost soft reboot where they change a lot of different factors and ignore some others, um, but still keep some, you know, like almost like a continuation of a story going. And it, it just, it doesn't work for me. If you want to, if you want to fix something, I'm, I'm afraid you have to, you have to reboot it fully. Like you can't, you know, you can't come back from a film like Rise of Cobra, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I, I mean... The, the the deceptive thing about those movies is is they made a lot of money. Like people went to see, and, and I think it's just there. There's some critical backlash there because I, I, I think everybody wanted GI Joe to maybe like Transformers for as as awesome as it is to look at. Those are terrible movies. Like if you just if you can turn off everything else and just look at the the, the weirdness of that CGI and just the the it's it they are truly amazing in their own right. There's yeah. a spectacle there to be seen. The first one and I so love. I, the rest can go and suck a. And so I get why there's kind of Kong, eighteen inch Kong, and, and so I get why there's kind of a cultural touchstone there. And I think everybody was waiting for that to happen with with one of the Joe movies, and it didn't really happen either time. So they became these very successful films. Did they, they bring in money? I, I didn't know I would, if they I brought argue, in much. I would argue that they probably made enough money to create a sequel, but at the same time, have you noticed they that there's no, there's no other figures out there? Where, like, Transformers, you know, can bring out a film every year, it makes a ton of money, they've got the Masterpiece line, they've got Titans, they've got Combiner Wars, they've got all that other stuff that they can just throw out there. With Joe, like, nothing came after Rise of... You know, like, Rise of Cobra did some damage, like a little bit of damage to that brand. And then it's been kind of like like literally tailing off ever since. I know like Pursuit of yeah. Cobra was massive. That was one of the highlights for me was that that the the figures after the Rise of Cobra. And and even actually the figures during Rise of Cobra, there's some absolute belters in there. But like, you know, in, in terms of toys, I I think they didn't really put a foot wrong. And then as soon as, you know, they decided to, like, jack Pursuit of Cobra in and try a different kind of area, we got a pretty decent wave in retaliation. Again, there's some belters in there. And then nothing, because the films were so kind of, I don't know, just didn't, like you say, Mike, they didn't capture that imagination to then yeah. to then give it the momentum to have the kids picking up all the toys, you know? And, and, and the yeah. toys the toys suffered, too, from, from the, the movie getting pushed back the way it did. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. Retaliation toys hit, um, and then there was no movie to back it up, and those toys actually sold very well. And then there was nothing to replace them with mm-hmm. until the movie came back. Uh, and so by that point, you've already kind of you, you've stutter stepped, and you you don't have any real real foothold in the market anymore. And so, the, unfortunately, while pushing the movie back was the best thing for the movie. Um, it was the worst thing for the brand as a whole. Yeah, I can see that. They, you know, they they've gotten their game down, so maybe they will at some point be able to reboot it. Um, they're they're pretty masterful at at their. I mean, they even see themselves as an entertainment company now, and not mm. a toy company. Um, so 
I mean, I, I love Joe too. Uh, so it'd be neat to see them, you know, pull it off and, and actually reboot it. I have, uh, I have long been of the opinion that GI Joe is, is too, too big and too character deep to be done well in a movie. Yeah, I, I, think, I, th- I don't disagree, but I think you could take a bite-sized chunk off of it. Like, just think of the uh, Mission Impossible movies. They do an amazing job of team building and, and having a mission that's kind of this. Uh, yeah. And I, I think you could do something on a smaller scale. I mean, even the Star Trek movies, they do a good job um, of getting all the characters in, especially the first one. Um, and I th- and I think the main problem with a lot of these films is the writing. Like in from the base base kind of from that kind of base foundation, if you can't get the characters right, no matter who you choose, Mike. I mean, if you get like say five or six of the characters from GI Joe, which is kind of what they've been doing anyway, just only kind of getting like mm-hmm. a a much smaller group. Um, if you if you capture that character. The you know in the right way you get the humor right you get the the actual you know it's not corny is my main problem with a lot of these films remove the corny element and you know and again like humor's fine but like you know there's a there's a level there's a there's a balance I think the Transformers movie the first one had that balance pretty like really well like they they balanced it out quite quite nicely and then I don't know just went mental for the next few films like really overdid it in so many areas and made it really bad and and that again that's just my personal opinion but well, you think, just saw uh kong right yeah. so uh, that was a great mix yeah. of humor yeah. and uh and like drama i mean john c Riley, i think that carried oh, yeah. that yeah big time yeah he, he's amazing though <laughs> he's a funny guy I mean, he well, whatever you need him to do, he can do. Yeah, he's known for his comedic roles, but he's actually been very good in some dramatic roles yeah. too. And so, but you know, you you need glue guys like that to hold that together. I think that was actually one of the strengths of of Retaliation was that they they did a good job finding some some legitimate actors. Now there were some other places where maybe they could have gone with some more experience and we'll, we'll let everybody fill in those, those holes with, with what they will. But, um, you know, it, but whereas to, to counter what you're saying with, with mission impossible, with star Trek, even if you've got all, the, all of your good guys, if you will, mission impossible, that's six, seven people, uh, fast and the furious, it's seven, eight people. Uh, Star Trek, it's maybe maybe you can expand it out to ten. Um, GI Joe, even if you're just going to focus on the yeah, what I consider cool. the heyday of the line from say eighty two to eighty seven, when I kind of blinked out the first time, that's a hundred and something guys, <laughs> and that's just the Joes. Yeah, is it really that many? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. It's a big, I mean, it's a big lineup. It's crazy, and so I, I think that that television has always been the medium for GI Joe, because I, I think you can spend an episode figuring out what's up with shipwreck, and then the next episode you can you can find out what's going on with bazooka, and then and you know and you can do these kind of episodic stories within the bigger arc. I mean, what happened to Renegades? That was amazing. Like I would have happily watched another 10 seasons of that <laughs> happily oh, well, 
we, we know we've, what we've happened, done but, you know. we've done the show uh, we've done the shows on renegades but uh despite being a great product dead when it hit the water and yeah. um god that bloody and, movie just did so much damage to everything i hate uh, it no i'm kidding Sorry. <laughs> it was a very i think it was a very successful movie but i think you know and, and the general public i don't think has a problem with gi joe retaliation it's on cable tv all the time it must, people must watch it if they keep putting it on. <laughs> yeah, that's filling You know, out. I mean, re- real, realist, realistic talk time. If they keep putting it on, it's because people are watching. Well, it's got the rock on it, hasn't it? Yeah, but, um, well, that, that does hurt. you got the biggest star in the world in so it. So when, but... when's the core movie coming out is the question. Yeah, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Um, hey, actually, I got another question for you guys that's kind of a continuation of the... Um, this interview the... has flipped completely, hasn't it? Yes, I got oh, you guys yeah. on your toes. What's no, on like, Blake's mind? Think of uh, <laughs> full Blake. Blake <laughs> start a podcast. Uh, <laughs> now, like talking about them servicing the uh, fans, do you think that that has been why there's been such a giant jump in some of these Kickstarter campaigns of uh, Joe-like figures? Yeah, I think there's been a direct yeah. result in losing kind of you know let, let's say. Losing a good presence in in the aisles in like the kind of brick and mortar, and even online, it's not like we can you know it's not like the stores are selling exclusives. There's nothing out there for Joe really, apart from the the convention and fun publications. So yes, I think because of that gap, that the, a lot of these Kickstarters were were you know that jumped on like Marauder Task Force for example. Big shout out to Marauder John and, and those guys. Um, and say uh, to only in kind of scale because it's not military yet, but um, um, and then of course we've got Mythic Legions and uh, th- th- there's so many that I'm yeah, having. Oh, uh, yeah. the Blumen Eagle Force and and all the Zika Toys stuff as well. So I mean, yeah, you've, yeah, you've, the, there's the, the old West heroes. Yeah, exactly. There's so many uh, Valkyries now as well, and again Marauder Task Force. So. I agree. I think yes. I think that those kickstarters have come about because people are like, well, damn. If if we're not gonna get what we're given, we'll just make it ourselves or see if we can make it ourselves. And I think yeah, that's there's a there's been a massive influx of that, big time. And are you guys big supporters of those? You you think uh, yes, there's a place for those? I'm, sorry, after you, Mike. This time, sorry. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, we we've been fortunate enough. We we know a lot of those guys. Uh, so not you know when we're buying it, it's not just because we like the product. It's because we're also you know they're friends of ours, and mm. it's neat to it's neat to know the people that design these things. Uh, and but I I I will one hundred percent back the, the the feeling in your question there. I I don't make a ton of money. Uh, you know I I I'm not not in the poorhouse by any means. But I, I don't have a huge toy budget. Oh, you were a rich podcast uh, guy. We're still we're still waiting on those residual checks. <laughs> Advertising. Gotta, <laughs> something else. <laughs> some, something else we got to talk to Gary about. But uh, <laughs> but um, if I'm budgeting out, and I know that if say say I buy one of every GI Joe product that gets put out, that's not more than a couple of hundred dollars at the most the last couple of years. So I know that over the course of twelve months, I've probably got some kind of entertainment money to go in other directions. And if I if you know I'm not a I'm not a big across the board toy collector like Chris is. Chris buys everything under the sun, whereas I'm mostly a GI Joe guy. 
but if that money's not getting spent on G.I. Joe, it's going to get spent on something else. Mm, yeah. Okay. You know, it's probably going to get spent on something else that's fairly close to that. Like, I, I don't... I love Marvel, but I'm not suddenly going to start buying six-inch Marvel Legends. Yeah, that's that's where my problem is, I think. Because I, I do have an affinity with a lot of different franchises from from back in the day so turtles is a is a huge one of mine transformers a masterpiece specifically um and then kind of you know marvel legends like like mike said i, I kind of you know I've, I've hit the bug for that too uh gi joe um visionaries mask any vintage stuff i really like getting carded boxed all that stuff but it's a broad range for me i, I, I like kind of if i like it it will be bought like i i, I don't I, I tend to pull the trigger quite quickly and um yeah and with the kickstarters the marauder task force stuff i jumped on board with that the valkyries i jumped on board with the um uh I, you know i've gone on to so many of these kickstarters that i've forgotten now which ones i'm in for i think eagle force i'm in for and also <laughs> the, the wild west which again you're, you're I, not you're not even sure which continent you're having them shipped. That's to. another good point. That is a very good point. Another thing with the with the Wild West, I wasn't going to get involved, and then a thing came up on on Facebook saying there's only about five minutes left. You know, there was a timer on the Kickstarter, and it was it was shutting in like like an hour or something. And then I checked the time. I was like, oh, there's only five minutes left. You know what? Sod it. I'll do it. And I went in on like all in, just yeah, done. And then I thought, at the end of it, I thought, what have I done? Like that is insane. Like that is just, I wasn't interested until someone said there's only about ten minutes left, mate. And I was like, oh shit, I better get involved then, even though I've been following it for like six months. Like there is a, I have a serious problem. Serious. I think problem. we're learning a lot about your inner psyche right now. Yeah. This- <laughs> This show becomes therapy just for me. I don't actually oh. record any of this or put it out there. Oh. <laughs> this is just a therapy oh. session for cheap. Yeah, full, full disclosure, Blake, I hadn't heard that story yet. I- <laughs> You're the only one that I has, just, I think, Mike. I, I just saw this man two weeks ago, and I, I did not know this. So. <laughs> that's funny. Well, that's cool. It's, it's cool to hear you guys support all these different ones. I think there's a lot of people doing exciting things. So besides um, besides turtles, what what are what what do you what makes you scream like a little kid? Uh, anything cool? Like I don't actually have one brand that which would probably be healthier and easier to collect. Yep. Uh, but like <laughs> more, you know, I, more free form kind of. I I go to Hong Kong about four times oh, a year. Damn. And they have some insane toy shops over there, and I've heard, um, I've heard good things. I've gotten a couple hot toys. I don't buy a lot of them, but I have um, Tony Stark, which is pretty sweet. Uh, he's like uh, in his little making studio where he's his workshop, which is yes. why I bought him because he feels like a designer in that. That's brilliant. That world. Uh, he's but your spirit animal. I just <laughs> yeah, he is. Tony's my spirit animal. <laughs> um, no, and I, I but like anything has a good sculpt or a cool big mech or some other type thing i i uh buy them like i saw so like it's a i'm not even sure who makes it it's like a darth vader but he looks like an old uh samurai oh yeah the uh yeah, oh god yes what uh oh god what are they called i've comp- tamashi nations yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah they, I mean, they've got the, the, they've got the crimp the uh royal guard and the stormtroopers and boba fett yeah amazing so I, I just buy stuff that's cool, you know? <laughs> You're a man after my own heart, mate. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we need to take a lesson from Mike and uh, be easier on the pocketbook. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm, I'm, just... I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm too. I'm too far in now. I'm sorry. I, I think I just. Uh, I think I make it sound cooler than it is. <laughs> it's, it, it's just one of those where I've been broke long enough now that it's forced discipline upon me. Mm. <laughs> I think. I think if the Powerball was mine tomorrow, well. I'd either be the best rich person ever or the worst, depending on how you define it. <laughs> the worst. The West. Yeah. You'd be the West. Because it, it, it pro- I would probably outlive the money no matter how much it was. I yeah, that, that's good, though. That's good. So do, <laughs> you, do you buy anything that's other than three and three-quarter inch, Mike? Uh, I will occasionally dip my toes into the, uh, the Transformer Masterpiece. Okay. It, it's hard not to, man. That was that was the other defining. When he sees my video reviews, he has to. Uh, you know, I yeah. bought talking to Transformers. I just bought a. Uh, we should get back onto the core, but I'll tell you this. I think it's called Orion. Um, they came out with an Optimus Prime. Oh God, yeah. He's he doesn't transform, no, but he is sweet, massive as well, isn't he? Yeah. I hope they they come out with a. Uh, Max. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. It'd be amazing. Well, you could, yeah, because Optimus needs somebody to brawl. But talking about brawling, here's a transition for you. Uh, we're we're coming out with a, uh, a cool new line too. That's kind of in the core universe. That's all dinosaur themed. <sighs> okay, and, uh, you got you had me at Dino before you even it, said saw. <laughs> <laughs> and they're they're really cool. They're 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 bright, colorful oh, in a fun way. Uh, but we have this. Oh, it's such a cool twist. It's not just, you know, Jurassic. I I love the Jurassic Park movies, but I've never thought the toys were a lot of fun, especially mm. in recent years. Oh, yeah. The original, oh, the, the original, Kenner ones yeah. were cool. Epic. Uh, yes. But in recent years, it's just kind of like, yeah. uh, here, take. we want to take your money. Here's just a, a, a statue and a, a gimp-ass dinosaur. Totally. And... Um, <laughs> With actual gimp ass action. <laughs> I think I just, I've seen uh, yeah. that call out on a package. <laughs> gimp um, ass dinosaur. Just uh, uh, I may have to steal that, and I'm not sure where I'd use it. But you're going to start a bootleg, a, start a bootleg Jurassic Park line, Mike, and call it <laughs> gimp yeah. ass dinosaurs or GAD put, for short. Yeah, there of, you go. <laughs> put out a bunch of plastic dinosaurs with little le- little leather masks on. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, pterodactyl uh, sex that's swing. That, that's mine. I'll sue you. <laughs> you can keep that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Legs like get, yeah, I can't, get lost. Oh, imagine that dropping that <laughs> hot potato. <laughs> no, but the, these guys, um, they're really neat. They're they're gear. I I can't. I don't want to tell you too much. Uh, you can kind of follow us on social and you can see some stuff as we reveal things, but, um, they're geared up to give you an idea. Um, is it kind of like Dino Riders? Because if it's like uh, Dino Riders, I'm all f***ing in. It, it, it has some similarities to that. Tell yeah. me you've only five minutes before I can pay for all of this and I will buy it. <laughs> <laughs> it's three it's minutes sold. and 30 seconds. <laughs> Take my PayPal. Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is amazing. Dino Riders is another big one, so yes, yes. And, and it's uh, we're using a lot of the new sculpts. Uh, and you kept talking about the guy with the uh, that was 
scantily clad oh, core God, figure that was yes. super colorful. Yes. That's Whisper and Willie. And we have plans yes. to bring Whisper and Willie back in a new Four Horsemen you, skull. You, you can't tell. <laughs> you can't tell. You can't tell right now, but I'm fully erect. <laughs> You're uh, lucky this isn't a video call. Because I lost my pants earlier as well. I don't know where they are, but. They've also I'm gone. laughing because I, I heard him say that 15 seconds before he said that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that he, is awesome. He, he, uh, he looks really neat. He has this kind of bomber jacket with uh, oh a fur collar. And, yes. Uh, he, it's not like a complete, it's a reboot of the character to make him more cool, you know? <laughs> to make him look but so you can actually put him on the shelf, you mean? So that kids can actually him. view him. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Imagine kind of him mixed with uh, Craven. I think it's oh, Craven. Oh yes, from so, the, uh, yes, the DC. Star, uh, the, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. The, the Hunter, Craven the Hunter. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, that's amazing. But it's like post-apocalyptic kind of style. Um, it, it's cool. It's going to be really neat. I'm excited about the line. I'm really uh, excited it should about be... going back and getting core figures like this week. And I will, I will follow up on that, and I'll, um, I'll post stuff as well if I. Uh, uh, when I get it, just to kind of you know, just for the sake of it, not that it'll, it, not that it'll do your kind of line any good. Like if people see that I'm buying it, they'll probably stop buying stuff from you. But, <laughs> but no. Well, what one just, thing you uh, could do me a favor of is post. I've put up a video in the behind the scenes making of um, Kong, and uh, it's a really oh, cool yeah. video. And um, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm launching a YouTube station with kind of DIY making your own toys. And kind of the science and the math. It's like Mythbusters meets Amazing. Uh, Vsauce. Well, in that and, case, uh, if we, we'll post that for you on the full force and what's on Joe Mind, but you have to follow and like our pages as well. No problem. Yes. <laughs> One more, Mike. <laughs> One more. Now we got seven. Closer to ten every day. <laughs> if we combine our numbers, we've got seven. <laughs> there you go. Between all of us, we'll have ten. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had to unfollow. I hate the page. No, I'm kidding. No, um, yes, I will. We will absolutely do that, man. Absolutely, that's awesome. I, I'm, I'm excited to see all this stuff, big time. Cool. Well, yeah, man, it's been great talking to you guys. You guys have any uh, last questions for me before we wrap up? We're, I was going to ask you the same thing. Really, was there anything that we did not cover? that you want to make ah. sure it gets out Oh, there. one more thing. Last thing, really quickly, and it'll only be a, like, uh, you know, a very quick answer. With the code names, did you find it really difficult finding code names with the fact that so many names out there are, are kind of trademarked and everything with, you know, all the, with like, the hundreds of characters in the Joe line and like even Transformers uh, and, and all those other lines? How easy was it or difficult was it to get those code names? Uh, it's a challenge sometimes. But also, I don't want them to feel like a Joe code name. Yes. So, like, I, like Rucker, he's one of the main guys, and he originally we wanted to call him Ricochet, and we couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, but like Snakebite, Puma, those we didn't have that much challenge getting. Yeah. Uh, so I think some of them, it's it just got to be extra clever about it. I know this is, sounds like a stupid question, but would Puma clothing and and footwear have any? issue with puma as a as a as a toy i suppose they're different kind of fields aren't they i'm not sure if that makes any difference in the copyright scenario uh, yeah it's a different uh category okay that's fine that that's easily answered <laughs> cool 
and gills i like i like gills as a name as well that was really neat as a as a kind of uh you know seal type water specialist kind of guy that was really cool it had a that has a very action force feel to it it does doesn't it yeah some of those it it's, it's like hot jets <laughs> hawksworth whipple yeah <laughs> anywho um, so anyway, going back to to a second ago, Blake, do you have anything that you that that we did not touch on that you want to make sure gets out there? Uh, no, I'd say you know check out that video, um, and uh, there'll be more coming. It's uh, channel is Innovinci, like innovation and Da Vinci. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, you can Google that, or you can Google Blake No on YouTube, and you'll find your way to it. Uh, I have a pretty cool Instagram account. Again, that's under Blake No N O H, uh, where we post some pretty neat stuff. We actually made a custom figure of the uh, film director of Kong um, as a, a thank you to him. Brilliant! And uh, it's in a blister and everything. Sculpted his beard myself. Codename uh, Eighteen Inch Dong. Yes. <laughs> 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 Sorry. And uh, so, yeah, you, yeah, you guys can check out some of that stuff. <laughs> this, totally. This is why we only have seven listeners. <laughs> well, three of them, well, most of them are us, I think. Yeah, very yeah. true. Anyway, yeah, it's been great. Thank you so much for coming on, Blake. It's been great to talk to you. Yeah, good talking to you guys, too. Uh, thanks for having me on the show, and let's stay in touch and uh, keep you guys updated as core progresses. Absolutely. We, we will get you on, on Twitter and all of the, the social medias. Blake No Nichols, Corporate Design Director, Lennard Toys. Thank you so much for the last hour Woo. and a half. It's been a, a great pleasure. Uh, you too, guys. Take care. Thank you, Blake. Bye. Bye. Bye.